One and two and three Now I standing By my window On a cold and cloudy day When I saw that Birds come rolling For to carry my mother away For the circle be unbroken by and by, Lord, by and by. There's a better home awaiting in the sky, Lord, in the sky. Hi, welcome to podcast number 24. These are the Guitar Noise Podcast. My name is David Hodge, Managing Editor of Guitar Noise. www.guitarnoise on your internet. We're going to be continuing on with our exploration of singing and playing at the same time. Using a lot of the strumming techniques we've used before. So come on, grab your guitar. And we'll be going right into it. Welcome back, and we're going to get right into things, and one of the things that I want to talk about right off, right as right here at the start, is um, one of the dangers of reading chord sheets, okay? When we look at a chord sheet, uh, we tend to see the fact that there's a line of lyrics, and then there's some chords written above it, and it's easy to think that you want to change the chords where the chord, new chord name is right over the lyric word. And nothing could be further from the truth sometimes. One of the reasons why we spend so much time on these podcasts talking about the number of counts per chords and the number of beats that each chord is going to get is because that's how you determined where a chord change is. A chord change is usually something that's done in terms of beats. It's not done in terms of words. Okay? And that's really, really important because when somebody's singing, they can sing anything that they want to. All right? For instance, if we were talking about the song that we're working on right now, Will the Circle Be Unbroken?, I've got four beats of G, four beats of G7, four beats of C, and four beats of G in the first line. And um, you'll see that the G uh, is right above standing. It's because there's a little bit of a pickup. One, two, three. I was standing by my window on a cold and cloudy day. Now you hear I've put four beats to each of those, okay? Each measure's gotten four beats. Really the easiest thing in the world doing, just strumming them down, counting four. So if I'm counting one, two, three, I was is the happens on the fourth beat. I was. And those are two eighth notes that are coming in right before that first G. Now, you could just be strumming along on G and then come in and then you'd know that that's where the one count is going to be. But if you're de- really depending on the lyrics to change 
the, where the chords are going to be, you also run into the fact that you're going to be at the mercy of whoever's singing, even if that singer is you. Because you can easily get confused and start changing things around. Like this. One, two, three. I was standing by my window on a cold and cloudy day. You see how I'm trying to keep my chord changes going along with the words? Sounds really bad, doesn't it? It's actually kind of hard to do when you're trying to do it deliberately. Um, but when you're not, that's what happens sometimes, is we get really caught up in the fact that the chord changes are supposed to take place at certain points in the lyrics. They take places at certain points of the beats. And again, here's another example as to why. I'm going to keep it really straight. Okay, well, just four straight chords. Three, four, like that. I was standing by my window on a cold and cloudy day. Okay, I want to try to get really fancy with the lyrics. I'm counting on the people who are playing the guitars to keep the thing real steady so that I can come back and forth on the beat as I want to or not. Um, the other thing to remember, too, is especially when you're listening to people playing on on, on recorded performances, um, studio recordings, is that quite often the guitars and the vocals are recorded separately. So a lot of times you may be wondering how somebody is playing that particular rhythm and singing at the same time. Well, there's a chance that they may not be. And they tend to simplify things when when they're playing live. So, again, your whole point is that you want to make sure that you are keeping a very nice steady beat. And that's what we hopefully have been working on this since we talked last, just being able to keep the beat nice and steady. And what I'd like to do is start out with a um, different sort of pattern um, to get us going and then start adding in a little bit more touches so that we can have some fun with this, okay? Okay, our basic pattern for starters is we're going to be hitting our bass note on one. We, on the and, we're going to hit the rest of the chord. Okay, that's easy enough. But... We're going to also do that as two sixteenth notes. So it's going to be one and, down and up. One and. Okay? Then for two, we're going to do two sixteenth notes like we finished off um, our pattern last time out. Only instead of them being eighth notes, we're going to use sixteenth notes to hit the uh, bass and then another string. Usually it'll be the D or the G string. Okay, and that's also going to be down up. Okay, the single strings. So one and two, and then we'll finish with the second half of two being down and up on the rest of the chord as well. And all right, let's try that very slowly. So we've got one and two and. Okay, let's do that again. One and two and. All right, now let's see if we can get through the verse using this particular pattern. 
Well, of course, do it very slowly. So it'll be one and two and three and four and G. G7. C. Another G. E minor. A7. And D. Pick it up slightly, okay? One. So it'll be one and two and three and four and G. G7. C. D. G, sorry. Another G. Minor A seven and D Okay. One more time. This time we'll throw in the lyrics. So one and two and three and I was standing by my window. On a cold and cloudy day When I saw that Hers come rolling For to carry my mother away Not too bad. Alright. Now, let's see if we can tackle on the course. And again, remember that when we get to the end of the course, those are all going to be two beats each. So it will be, you know, again, we'll have to be ready for those chord changes. We'll take it kind of moderately. So one and two and three and will the G, G7, C, C G E minor G D G Let's try that again So one and two and three and G Seven C G C G E minor G D 
let's toss in some lyrics and see how we go. One and two and three. And will the circle be unbroken? By and by, Lord, by and by, there's a better home awaiting in the sky, Lord, in the sky. How about a little quicker? One and two and three. How the circle be unbroken by and by, Lord, by and by. There's a better home awaiting in the sky, Lord, in the sky. Think we can do the whole thing? Sure we can. One and two and three. I was standing by the window on a cold and cloudy day when I saw that hearse come rolling for to carry my mother away will the circle be unbroken by and by Lord by and by there's a better home awaiting in the sky Lord in the sky Hope you're still with us. Cool. Okay. So, now the question becomes, how do we go about adding a little bit more fun to this? Adding a little bit more fills? <laughs> Actually, that question needs to take a back seat to the question of, what can I do when I'm playing and singing at the same time? All right? This is really vital because we want to make sure that we don't screw up the rhythm. We have to, you know, be able to maintain everything that's going on. You know, this is like juggling. We've got, you know, the strumming going on and we've got the singing going on. And now we're going to be throwing in another thing, which is going to be adding fills or bass lines or different things. So one of the first things that we look for, believe it or not, is when aren't we singing? Okay, And one of the easiest places of that is in the measure of D that's right between the verse and the chorus. You know, So to carry my mother away. We're on that first bit of way when we get to that D. Okay. And we've got four more beats. So what I want to try to do is to make a walking bass line down from D to the G, which is going to be our chord that starts off the chorus. Now, this is going to be slightly involved, but it isn't anything that you folks can't handle. Um, we're actually going to be seeing this in an upcoming lesson 
on um, You've Got to Hide Your Love Away, which will probably be out in April or May. So you're getting a real big jump on this, a head start. Um, and no, it may get out in March if, if things go really, really well. We'll have to see about that. Anyway, anyway, we've got four beats of D. Okay, we've got one and two and three and four and so what we're going to try to do is change our bass note on each of the beats and one we've got our D which is our open D string and on two we're going to want to be going for C which is the third fret of the A string on three we would go for the B, which is the second fret of the A string. On four, we've got A, which is the open A string. And that'll lead us to the G note on the third fret of the low E string, which starts off the chorus. So we've got one, two, three, four. Now, if we were to just do that, it would be cool, but it would kind of like ruin all the momentum that we've got. For carry my mother away with a circle. There's nothing wrong with that, really. Okay. But what we're going to try to do is we're going to try to incorporate that a little bit more into our strumming pattern. So this is where it's going to get very tricky. Okay. Hang with me. Our first beat stays the same. On one, we're going to hit the open D string. On the and, we've got two sixteenth notes of the rest of the D chord, down and up. Okay. So far, so good. On two, what we want to do is we want to get the C note on the third fret of the A string. But we also want to try to hang on to as much of our chord as possible, our D chord. So what we're going to do is we're going to take our middle finger, which when we're playing the D is on the second fret of the high E string, and we're going to move it to the third fret of the A. Okay. Now, this opens up the high E string. So this is going to sound a little bit weird. If we put the two beats together, it's going to go one and two and... Okay, and you can hear that. Now, how we compensate for that is by not strumming all the rest of the D chord, but instead just trying to strum down to the B string and back. So for the D in the first beat, one and two and. Okay, not too bad so far. But again, if you miss, it's not going to sound that bad. Listen. One, and, two, and. It kind of has a little bit more tension in there, all right? For three, we have a number of options, okay? We could just slide that middle finger down to the second fret. That's a little on the awkward side, but it's certainly doable, okay? That gets us the B and still leaves the high E string open. Um, so it's still going to create a little bit of tension there as far as things go. One, and, two, and, three, and. What most people will find a little bit more comfortable, even though it takes more effort, is when you're on the two, you've got your middle finger 
on the C note, okay, when we go to three, we're going to take the middle finger and replace the index finger, okay? It's going to go to the second fret of the G string, the A note that's there, while the index finger then takes over the bass line by getting the B note at the second fret of the A string. Like that. So we got one and two and three and now again, either way works. That's totally up to you as far as it goes. All right. Four, we reset our D chord because we're going to be using our open A string as our bass note. And that allows us to get the whole rest of the D chord back in place. Now, again, I cannot stress enough, this is complicated. It's going to take a little bit of time and work on your part. All right. So let's just take it very easy for starters. One and two and three and here we go one and two and three and four and G alright let's try that again now it's important to go for that G at the start of the next measure because otherwise you're just learning part of it and um, when you try to put it together you may forget oh my god I've got to get there so might as well include it in part of the practicing, okay? So one and two and three and D, here we go, D, C in the bass, B in the bass, A in the bass, G. One more time with that. So one and two and three and four and D and C and B and A and G. Okay. Now, again, what happens here is that we're going to be doing that right when we get to that D chord, all right? Now, again, if you're singing this, you're going to probably want to cut short your word away and um, so that you can concentrate on this. You ever wonder why blues is such a popular thing? It's because, again, you're doing the easy stuff when you're singing, and then you do the fancy stuff when you're not. This is the same sort of idea. So what I want to do is I want to take it from the second line of the verse, okay? Uh, measure of G, measure of E minor, measure of A7, and then our D, which we're going to use, is our way to get down from D to G. Okay, and again, we're going to take this really slowly. So G and two and three. And when I saw that hers come rolling for to carry my mother. Here we go. Always. Not too bad. Here's the catch. When we're doing that D part, when we get to there, that open A, that's where we start in. Will the circle... That's our cue to get back into the shape with the singing again. So fortunately, hey, that happens on the open A string while we've got the rest of the D chord in place. It's not that big of a move, all right?
So let's try it again. The second line of the verse into the chorus. So one and two and three. When I saw that hers come rolling for to carry my mother away will the circle good did you get there let's try that again all right I keep saying carry instead of take. I apologize about that, but, you know, artistic license, I guess. I could maybe say that this is my whole arrangement of the song. We copyright it now. That wouldn't be very fair. It wouldn't actually be very smart either. All right. So let's try that again. So G and two and three. When I saw that... Has come rolling for to take my mother away. Will the circle? Not too bad. Now, if you're really ambitious. What you can also try to do is you can also try to throw in, remember that our strum has got basically two patterns. We've got our bass note followed by 16th notes. Then we do a two-string 16th note. Well, if you want to, you can also try that when we're doing our down strum from the D, moving that bass line down. D, C. Try that again. One and two and three and four and one and two and three and four. One more time with that. One and two and three and four and one and two and three and four. It's a little trickier, huh? But, again, if you're into the rhythm of things, you're going to find that your pattern just kind of puts you on autopilot, and then adding all this other stuff in isn't all that hard. You may find it actually harder to, to break up the pattern than to keep it the same while you're adding in the bass line. just depends. Okay? So, we're going to try the verse into the chorus, and we're going to try the whole thing. Okay? Relatively slow for starters. So, one... And two and three. I was standing near by my window on a cold and cloudy day when I saw that. Has come rolling for to take my mother. Here we go away. Will the circle be unbroken? 
So, this may not seem like much right now, because it's just one little fill that we've put in here. But, there's a couple things going on with this. First off, it's taking place where you're not singing, so it's giving you confidence that you can do it. Secondly, more importantly, you are learning about breaking up your strum by adding up um, the bass notes into it and so when we get into doing it in the other parts when we are singing being able to do this complicated one is going to make us feel very very confident about the simpler ones that we kind of already know um, that we've done before in some of our other podcasts and hopefully this will you know, make the rest of the things that we're going to do seem very very easy um, I also, next time out, we're going to work on a different way of dealing with the G7. That's one of the things I kind of um, teased you about the last time out. Um, so it'll be fun. We'll also add in some hammer-ons into our strumming to make it a little bit more interesting than it even is now. Okay? So we will see you again very soon. And in the meantime, um, keep practicing. Okay. Okay. <laughs> 